this is Victoria Rose. My podcast is for you if you love to solo travel, choosing to connect with and experience other cultures and landscapes as you deepen your understanding of yourself and of others. Come, let's journey together. to travel for free. In this episode, I will share with you three insights. Number one, how I traveled throughout Turkey for three months and only ended up paying for three nights accommodation. Number two, you must have a survival strategy and you must insist upon this survival strategy being implemented. And three, know your role. Without knowing your role, you are in great danger of not being happy. So knowing your role is vital to your happiness. My name is Victoria Rose and I walk my talk. (laughs) For the last 16 months, I have backpacked solo throughout 10 countries on a pension. My mission was to prove to Australian women, any women in the world who are on pensions, i.e. limited funds, that it is possible to travel overseas. I have proven it. I have taken meticulous records of my daily spend. So I've proven that it's absolutely doable. But wait, it is doable if that is your dream, if your dream is to travel. How did I manage to travel for three months throughout Turkey and only pay for three nights? That's my last three nights in Turkey. I went to Istanbul and I stayed in a private room. Oh, it was luxury, last luxury, in a private room in Istanbul, virtually three-minute walk from the Sofia Hagia. How did I do that? There are two ways that I did that, where I didn't have to pay for accommodation and food on many occasions. But listen, you do pay. Not with money, though. You pay with your time. Those two ways are volunteering and pet slash house sitting. In this live stream, I will focus purely on the volunteering because actually to volunteer is a lot easier to organize because the dates aren't so strict. Whereas with pet slash house sitting, it's generally for certain dates, which don't always work for you. Yeah, it creates gaps in your schedule. The platform that I use to volunteer is workaway.info. What I like about workaway.info is it is a global platform. So you pay your fee once and then you are able to apply for volunteering all around the world, unlike WUFA, where it is country specific. So for each country that I wanted to travel to, I would need to join that country's WUFA platform. 
Another one is help X, but what I can say with help X is I haven't tried it, but I have had good news from help X. It's an old school website, but don't let that fool you. Apparently, it's quite a good platform. Now, you may be thinking, hang on, what skills do I have? Why would someone want to have me volunteer on their property or wherever they are in the world? Well, this is really easy. It does cause us to have a look at what is it that we want to offer. Now, when I first started out, I had a very different idea of what I wanted to do. For instance, babysitting was on the list of skills that I was open to. I can assure you, babysitting is no longer on my list of skills. That's definitely not what I want to do. Been there, done that. I have other skills to offer. Babysitting and teaching English, conversational English, rate high. But if that's not for you, there are so many other things you can offer your services for. That is, if you're a gardener, if you like pets and want to walk the dog, if you actually enjoy ironing and housekeeping, they're off my list as well. <laughs> uh, if there are so, there's a whole list of things, skills that you can offer that are on the work away platform. So if you are looking at, I love to travel, here's what I mean by this. On one of my posts on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Over 60 Still Fabulous, and a woman commented, but I'm on limited funds and I can't travel. I've never ever had the money to travel. Well, I promise you it's a priority. If you do have a priority to live your dream, whatever your dream is, you can find a way. I promise you, it may not be within the next week or six months, it might be next year, but once you define what your dream is, you will be able to find a way. So that's my first point, right? My first point is sharing with you how I traveled, and I'm just taking Turkey as an example, how I traveled for three months throughout Turkey and only ended up paying for three nights accommodation. And when I did pay for food, it was certainly a minimal amount. Here's the last point that I wanted to make around any volunteering platform. When you check out the listings of the country that you would like to visit, there's a certain technique around it. And pretty soon I'll be doing a whole live stream on looking for a suitable listing, checking out the reviews. Okay, they gave them five stars, but when you read the review, you had this feeling that something didn't quite sit right. You had that feeling in your gut, yeah? What I love about Workaway is that you can contact each reviewer via email and it's a private conversation between you and them. Often on the listings they'll say that we don't care if you don't know how to do whatever the skill is that they're looking for. 
if you are willing to learn, then we are happy to invite you to where we are. That's the first really, really important point. Consider volunteering. The good thing about volunteering is that you live the culture. You are not in some exclusive resort somewhere that's costing you a lot of money. Yes, there may, there may be a downside as far as you're certainly not living in the luxurious surroundings of the resort, but if that's how you want to travel, then just go and take yourself a two-week or one-week holiday. But to travel like I have for 16 months, my biggest driver has been to live like the locals do. You can never live exactly like them. It's impossible and you probably don't want to. Have an understanding. See what it's like for the people in their home country. What are the conditions like for them? And that's always, even as an 18-year-old, that's always been something that's been very important to me. Point two is implement a survival strategy. It is so important that you insist upon doing this strategy. I had to go through not a good and not a bad, but an ugly volunteer experience that happened to be my first one before I decided on this survival strategy. You must insist upon a video call. Why do you not rely on the photos? In so many forums, people have said, now I'm talking about house sitting here as well, it doesn't happen quite so much with volunteer work, although it could happen, but the photos that you see are like 10 years old and you turn up, actually that did happen to me, and you turn up to this horrible, horrible experience and, and you want to leave straight away. I am not saying that a video call will delete any possibility of you having a bad experience Crikey, it certainly does diminish the possibility of that happening. Absolutely have a video call. Now, here's the thing. I arrived back in Australia mid-December and I'm booked with house-sitting and volunteering up until the first week of February 2020. I would like to spend a few more months in my home country, sort of, you know, get reconnected with my two adult children again. <laughs> applied for a position in or a situation in northern New South Wales. There was only one photo. I said to the woman, look, we need to have a video chat. And she went, no. She said, I don't even make phone calls. I hate even making phone calls on my phone. I'm assuming she means mobile phone. No one's ever asked for a video chat before. And I said, well, then we are not a match. This is really important to me. And actually, it's on my listing of that it is important. So my bio on the website that it is important and why it's important. There was no bad feelings there. We had a few emails back and forth. And the very last email, this is what she said to me. She said, actually, you probably escaped a situation here. My dogs are absolute monsters and I am not 
domesticated. I, it's all trivia to me and I'm not really bothered. Now, I'm probably not what you would call domesticated as well, but I do like living in a clean place. It can be messy, but I like to know that it's clean. That goes to prove the point that I want to make to you guys, that you need to decide what is it that I want to make sure or implement. What is one of my rules? And one of my rules, and there are a few actually, but one of my rules is we must always, always have a video chat. And if they're not up for having a video chat, there's a problem. I just move on to the next one. There is no lack of people around the world that are crying out for someone just like you to go and help them. Talking about people around the world, I'd like to thank all of you who are supporting me. I've discovered that the majority of my viewers, my podcast listeners, I have a podcast, Solo Travel with Victoria Rose, the majority of them come from America. Next, thankfully, who is from my own country, Australia. Then the next lot of supporters are from the UK. And then I have a smattering from places like Finland, Singapore, Portugal, Spain, a few other places. Thank you very much for supporting me. If you know someone who would love to solo travel, all of my episodes, whether it's live streaming or podcasting, are about letting you know how I'm doing it and how I've done it, what works for me, and letting you know about the pitfalls. Talking about pitfalls, this brings me on to my third point. And my third point is know your role. What does that mean? It's pretty simple. Sadly, it is easy to fall into this trap. You need to decide whether you are a volunteer or a servant. Now, you might think I would not fall into the trap of servant. Probably you think that. I mean, I even, I'm a leadership trainer, so how could I fall into the trap of servant? Well, so far, I've done it three times. And the third time was so bad that it finally opened my eyes. I know it took three times to really see what was going on. And I stopped what was going on. I said, no, that is happening no longer. This is what is happening. Now, I didn't threaten to leave or, or anything like that. I do realize, though, that you do have to be in a position to leave because what you agreed on in the beginning, see the normal basis for volunteering, and it can vary, but this is what you thrash out when you have that initial communication with the host, is you will work five hours a day for five days a week. Most offer you three meals a day, some offer you two, some offer you one. You have to have a look at what they want you to do and to decide whether that actually suits you 
or not. What I've noticed is you have these agreements, let's say the hours, maximum, the most common one is maximum four to five hours a day, five days a week. Uh, many, many hosts in their enthusiasm because of their needs, they can just push you a little bit further than that. I'll give you, I've got more than one example, of course, I've got three to give you. I'll give you the one that happened in France. Now, this woman wanted to use uh, my skills, which are really all I consider work awaying with now, which are my digital, social media, consultant skills, specialising in live streaming and chatbots and all things Facebook. I'm not too bad at Facebook, but not Facebook ads. I never confess to being a guru there because it changes so often. So here I am in France, this woman, I'm helping her a lot with that. And then it turns out that I'm helping a lot with chopping up an enormous amount of vegetables and washing up and I'm helping with this and helping with that. And and she had an 11-year-old going on 31-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old. And the 11-year-old, whenever I asked her to do something, flatly refused to do anything that I asked her to do. Simple tasks like, please take these out to your mum's compost heap. Uh, and, uh, and the older one did share with me before I left that she was very grateful whenever a volunteer came because it meant that she could step back from all of the duties she had to do in the house and concentrate more on her homework and all the things that 16-year-olds like to do. Well, it took me a while, and there are other factors, but no need to go into them now. It took me a while to realise what was happening. They were treating me like I was a servant, but worse than that, I was allowing it to happen. I didn't go up and say, this is not okay. <laughs> so it's something that if I'd have had someone who was volunteering say that to me, be careful, I would have gone, it's not gonna happen to me. <laughs> it did. And it won't ever happen to me again. And I'm just amazed that I had to go through three experiences before I finally put my foot down and said, no, 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 just leave because you can. Solo travel in Asia Pacific. I'm currently broadcasting live from Thailand. And in a week's time, just over a week's time, I shall be flying to Malaysia. I've never been to Malaysia before, apart from the airport, but you can't count that. And I'm looking forward to catching up with some Aussie friends and to meet a new Malaysian friend. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I certainly have enjoyed sharing it with you and I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me, guys.
This is a listen and share podcast. Who do you know who would benefit from listening to this episode of Backpacking Solo on a pension? Who do you know who's looking around and asking, is this all there is? Who do you know who realizes there is no use by date and who's decided to live before they die? Then share it with them.